quiz time. Yeah, well done. Uh, well, everyone, I would like to tell you a brief little story about the day that my life changed forever. It was 20 years ago. Whoa. It was more than 20 years ago. None of you didn't take that. It was none of you. Some of the leaders, but also only, only some of the leaders. Uh, on the 23rd of August, 2020, my life changed forever. I was in preschool and I have a vivid memory. Can I just tell my story, please? 2002, yeah, thank you. That's fair. On the 23rd of August, the year 2000, 2K, if you will, the original, I was in preschool, I was lying down, just chilling in nap time, having the best time of my life because I was asleep, and then the preschool teacher came up to me and she's like, Josh, I was like, yes, that is my name. You have a little sister, and I was like, Oh, that was great. The 23rd of August was when uh, my sister was born, and from that moment on, my life was changed forever. Uh, the life of my family, from that moment on, is different. I am then, from that moment on, 20 years ago, I am a brother. I am Carly's brother, and nothing can change that. Nothing can change that relationship that we have. It doesn't matter if we have a little bit of a fight or if we're maybe living two hours away from each other like we are at the moment. It doesn't matter if maybe we're feeling a bit disappointed with one another or we're really, really excited with what's going on in each other's lives. Carly was born, I became her brother and I get to speak to her because I have a relationship with her because I am Carly's brother. When it comes to our relationship with God, there was a moment, not 20 years ago, but 2,000 years ago, where actually we became part of God's family, where we became God's child, where we became Jesus' brother. And because of that, because we have been made a child of God because of what Jesus has done, it's changed everything forever. And it means that we get to call the God who is the creator of the whole entire universe, our Father. And that is the best thing ever. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about speaking with God as our Father. We're going to be talking about prayer. Now, it wouldn't make sense for me to talk about prayer without praying. So, I'm going to pray. So, please pray with me. God, our Father, we thank you that we can call you our Father. And we thank you that you speak to us. We ask now that we would listen to what you have to say, that we would be excited to speak with you because we are your children. Because we are your children and you are our good, good father who loves us and does what is best for us. We ask we'd be able to love the relationship that we have with you now and forevermore. Amen. Okay, so some of you might be like, what the heck is prayer? Here is a really simple definition of prayer. Are you ready? Speaking with God, our Father. What is prayer? Speaking with God, our Father. Speaking with God, our Father. You can say talking to God, but I like speaking with God because it's kind of like a two-way thing, right? That's a simple definition. Here is a slightly more complicated definition. Are you ready? This is from a really smart man called Tim Keller. He says, prayer is a personal, communicative response to the knowledge of God. A personal communicative response to the knowledge of God. That means that prayer is kind of like speaking with God because He's our Father, because of what we know about Him. 
Because God, we know, speaks to us in his word. If you've got a Bible, hold it up in the air. And this is a real Bible, not a phone Bible. Love it. We've got what God has to say to us. We know about God. We can know things about God because God chooses to reveal himself to us. And so as we pray, we're kind of responding to what we know about God. We see in the Bible reading that we had read out as well that Paul, who's one of the people who was around in Bible times, telling everyone about Jesus, how Paul was so thankful to be able to speak to God and to be able to speak to God for his friends. Look at, it, look at what we see, especially in verses 9 to 11. In the next slide, thanks Luke. Oh, it's yellow. I'm going to change that yellow. I don't love it. Uh, he says, I pray that your love will grow more and more. This is for the church that he's writing to. And let it be based on knowledge and understanding. And then you'll be able to know what is best. Then you'll be pure and without blame for the day that Christ returns. You will be filled with the fruit of right living produced by Jesus Christ. All these things bring glory and praise to God. So Paul here is speaking to God because of what he knows about God, because God has revealed himself in Jesus, who understands fully and completely what's going on so far. Thank you for your honesty, everyone else. Okay, God speaks, we listen, and then we speak back to God. That's pretty much fundamentally what prayer is. All of these things that we do, all of this relationship that we have with God, we can speak to God because he has spoken to us. And as we read the Bible, as we look at the story of God and the story of God relating to his people and the story of his people speaking out to God, we see a God that loves his people so much. A God that loves people so much that he sent his son to die for them so that he can call people like me and people like you his children. We see that because of what Jesus did, who died on the cross 2,000 years ago, that actually he calls us into a relationship with God. He calls each and every single one of us into a relationship with God where we can call him our father and we can actually speak to him. We don't have to be afraid that he won't hear us or afraid that he won't listen to us because with what Jesus has done, we can actually speak with the God, the creator of the universe with no fear, with complete confidence because of Jesus. And we can do that whenever we want whenever we want. My phone is down there, and a lot of you will have a phone that is an iPhone or something like that, where you can go, hey Siri, and then Siri talks to you. And then you can have a conversation with Siri. Is she responding to me right now? No. She's not, that's a good thing, because that would be really inconvenient. Um, but you can actually access Siri, or OK Google, or Alexa, or any of the other like Audi brand version of these products. You can access these things, these people, this relationship, whenever you want. And you can do so because you have this mm, Siri unavailable connected to the iPad. I forgot about the iPad. Uh, we can actually access these people whenever we want, 24-7, because the product has been bought for us. When it comes to our relationship with God, we don't just have a product with some weird bit of technology. We don't have a weird sort of communication. We have communication with the God of the universe because of what Jesus has done. Because Jesus has died, he's actually bought our ability to be able to speak with God and to be able to call him Father. To tell him all of our needs and all of our wants and all of our feelings and all of our desires. We pray to God because of Jesus and we pray to God our Father. 
God is the creator of everything that has ever existed. He is big. He is king. He is Lord of all. But he is our father. This is what Je when Jesus is teaching his people how to pray. He says this in the book of Luke. He says, which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? God is a good and a beautiful and a loving Father. Look at that. Jesus is saying that, that his peop the people he's speaking to are actually evil, yet they can give good gifts. He's saying, how much better is the good and the beautiful gifts that God gives from heaven going to be? Now, as we pray, as we pray to our Heavenly Father, as we pray to God, the good and the perfect Father, part of what prayer is, is trusting that our Father has got things taken care of. Who has, who has a dad that can sort of, maybe as you leave the house or something, and he's there, you know he's not going to burn the house down or anything like that? You know, some, some of you are putting your hands up, and that's, and that's okay. My dad is a bit of a rascal. Mum always comes home, and it doesn't matter what time of the day it is, he's always just sitting on the computer on Facebook, just like scrolling eternally. But he somehow doesn't manage to burn the house down, and I think that's very helpful. Um, but for a lot, of, a lot of people, when we say that we trust our Father, we know our Father, we know that our Father is looking out for us, we know that our Father can do and will do what is best for us. And so as we pray to God as our Father, we're praying, reminding ourselves that He knows what is best and that He is good. We're praying that God, our Father, that reminding ourselves that He is actually the one who is in charge and not us. When we pray and we thank God, it's reminding us that every good thing we have comes from our good Heavenly Father. And spending time with our beautiful Father, recognizing that He is in control and that He loves us. Now, I know that a lot of you might have very complex relationships with your fathers here on earth. A lot of you might have really tense relationships. A lot of you might uh, not see your father as someone who is a good person. But we need to make sure that as we think of God as Father, God is better than even the best father that we have on earth. God as our father means that we will never be let down by him. It means that we will only be cared for and only be loved because he is a good father who loves us and will always do what is best for us. And so that is why we get to speak with him. We get to share our heart with Him. We get to share our, our desires. We get to share what we would like. We get to share everything with our Father who knows and, how, and who loves us. And in the Bible, something that's really beautiful is that people, as they know that God is their Father, they actually really pour their heart out to God. They don't just go, Dear God, you are good and life is happy even though I am sad. All, all good, thumbs up. No, these people actually really pour their hearts out to God when they're feeling sad. Um, a lot of these is through the book of the Psalms, and so I really recommend having a read through the Psalms. They're really cool and really exciting. And they're people being real with their feelings and real with their emotions before God their Father. Here's one example. The Psalmist says, How long, Lord, will you 
forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and day after day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? This is prayer. This is speaking with God, knowing that he is good, knowing that he is in control, but struggling to see how that works out on earth. Knowing that God is in control. We have a relationship with our Father who wants to know how we are feeling. Who wants to know what is happening with our hearts and wants us to ask Him for help. When things suck, God wants to hear because He loves us. When things are going well, God wants to hear because He loves us. When things are boring and mundane and the same day and the day feels the same as the one before and the one before that, God wants to hear. Because he loves us. Because he is our perfect and eternal heavenly father. So as we think about God as our father, and we're thinking about praying 24-7, because that's what our series is about, how the good news of Jesus shapes everything 24-7, we come across a verse like this in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Paul says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. The love that God... Sorry, no, pray without ceasing. You know what's similar to without ceasing? 24-7. Whoa. Whoa. Can everyone turn around and look at the face Naomi was just doing? And can you do that face again? Yeah, that's the kind of reaction I want to to see. We are called as Christians to pray 24 hours a day. Is that right? Maybe, life hack, if I never say amen, maybe I'm always praying. Is that it? Is that, is that following what's in this passage here? Rory's nodding. I reckon it is. Life hack. No. No, of course not. We're not called to just blindly be praying. How else are we going to sleep? How, we need to stop praying to sleep. We need to stop praying to eat. No, prayer is more than just saying words to God. Prayer is actually, like we said earlier, just speaking with and being with God. With the God who loves us. With the God who knows us. The God who is our Father. Depend on Him. Trust Him always. I asked some people uh, what the best thing for them was about being able to pray to God 24-7. About being able to pray to God uh, without ceasing. Uh, One person who's a senior high leader said this. She said, no matter what you're going through... We get to know that God is there and God always loves us. Um, one person who is a child and my next door neighbor said, when I'm in a hard time, I can always talk to God. Um, and another very wise person that I said, she said, God will never turn you away. We know that as we pray to him, he welcomes us with open arms. Prayer is beautiful. Praying 24-7 is beautiful. And so how can we do that in a way that is all the time, that is without ceasing, that is 24-7? It might look a bit like this. Praying 24-7 means being struck by how awesome God is. If you take a look around at the world and think about how big the universe is and how complex human brains are, I don't know, 
This, this world is so big and so complex, and we know that there is a God that has created it all. And so it might mean praying a prayer like, God, you are incredible. You just put every tree in place and you grew it through your breath. That is very cool. Amen. Praying 24-7 means being thankful. Thankful for every single thing that God gives. It might be something like, God, thank you. I get to be a part of a community like Christchurch. God, thank you for the dinner that we have before us on this table. God, thank you for my Lord Jesus who lets me speak to you and call you Father. Amen. Praying 24-7 means that when you're upset at someone or even maybe some, something or maybe someone in life, you can speak to your Father about it. It might be a prayer like this. God... I've been hurt by this person. Please help me forgive them like you forgave me in Jesus. Amen. And it means knowing that every single person in this world needs to call Jesus their father. Every single person needs to call God their father. Every single person in this world needs Jesus. And so we need to pray that we would be able to share this beautiful news with everyone. And pray for people like Blake as he goes overseas to tell everyone about Jesus. It might be a prayer like, God, we pray for this nation. We ask that you would be working in people, helping them trust Jesus as their king. So they can call you Father. Amen. At Christ Church, guys, we pray. We pray because of Jesus. We pray to our Father. We pray 24-7. And I hope this has been really encouraging for you. That maybe if prayer is something you've been struggling with, then you can take great comfort remembering that God is your Father. And if prayer has been something that you're super good at, keep going. Don't give up. Pray without ceasing. Now we're going to do something a bit different, and we're going to pray what is called the Lord's Prayer. Some of you might do this at school, but this isn't school, this is church, so it's a new thing. Um, we're going to, in a second stand up and actually pray this prayer that Jesus taught us. We're going to pray it together. We're not going to shout because that's ridiculous because we're speaking with the creator of the universe. Um, but we're going to say as one, the Lord's Prayer. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. So let's stand and let's read out and pray to our great Heavenly Father. I'm too tall. I'm not standing. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen.